that student body chanted, and it went through that stadium and the sports writers, and they couldn't understand what was going on. I've never seen this at Notre Dame. This never happens. This happens in Hollywood. Welcome to Beyond Speaking with Brian Lord. This is not a race. This is war. He's got no clue. I just burnt down his house, man. A podcast featuring deeper conversations with the world's top speakers. I'm Brian Lord, and on the show today, we have legendary Notre Dame football player and the inspiration for the movie that shares his name, Rudy, Rudy Rudiger, as he shares his path to Notre Dame, how he got his story to Hollywood, and the importance of making relationships. Last week, Colonel Mark Tillman shared his incredible inside story of 9-11 as the pilot of Air Force One on that day. Today's episode features an unsung hero, Rudy Rudiger. This October will be the 25th anniversary of the movie Rudy, which was voted as one of the 100 most inspirational films in Hollywood history. I interviewed the man behind the story, and I had to start with asking, why Notre Dame? Basically, uh, it was like a religion to us, more or less, how it affected our family how it affected my father who worked three jobs and we had oh my gosh, we had seven sisters, six brothers, and Notre Dame gave us hope. It really did gave the family hope when Notre Dame won. So it meant something to the family. So we're we're very uh consumed by the uh tradition of Notre Dame, the winds of Notre Dame and how Notre Dame was presented to uh to uh, the whole world in football. And if they won, man, we had a great week at home. And when they lost, it wasn't. We were kind of not good. <laughs> but so that's why we always pulled for the Irish. And, and I saw it gave my dad hope, and, and that that was the key, giving hope. And that's what I fought for, and that's what I saw, and that's why I picked Notre Dame. If I can go to Notre Dame, I can give my dad hope that we're going to make it. Uh, that was just one of the ingredients there. But it was, I find out later as I go through my life, it was an important part of my life. It was a game-changing moment when uh, the decision was made to go for the dream. But it was a very difficult but easy. The impossible just took a little longer, if that makes sense. Which, which uh, was harder? Was it, was it harder to get into Notre Dame or harder to get onto the Notre Dame football team? Oh, it was easy getting on the field because all you had to do was hold a dummy and get hit. I had to just get up. <laughs> academically, it was hard. That was the challenge. See, my success to Notre Dame was academically because I didn't do very well in school because I had a learning disorder, which uh, no one really understood. And uh, it was uh, dyslexia at the time. When we grew up, it just called us slow and uncoachable and teachable. So. Uh, you, you felt like you were inferior to a lot of the kids, and it wasn't a good feeling until uh, I went to the Navy. I got a leadership role in the Navy, and it gave me some confidence about myself, and it just built from that. But, you know, the uh, confidence, when they tear your confidence down, steal your joy, the dream kind of fades away. So academically, it was a big challenge because I didn't do very well in school. But once I found out that Dyslexia meant just had to work a little harder, get around people who can help you, and collaborate. You will succeed, and that's what happened. So not only did I uh, achieve the academics, I had to go a different way because I had to find another way to get there. That was the junior college way. Now, you succeed at the junior college, 
I succeeded at the junior college because of the Navy. I went to the Navy before the junior college, and that helped me. It really developed my self-esteem because when I went to the Navy, I wasn't too uh, confident about Rudy until the drum instructor made me the leader of the of the of all the guys in boot camp. It was interesting because boot camp, wow, that was a game changer. When you go to boot camp, you can't go home. That's it. And But because when I had bad report cards or bad behavior in school, my dad had me do certain chores uh, at home. And I had to make the beds for my brothers. I had to clean the room, shine the shoes, hold around the world, all the stuff I didn't like doing. But all that paid off because what my dad was building was character. When that drill instructor saw how much pride I had in my footlocker and how I presented the footlocker, he made me the leader uh, of the squad. And that's the big chain game changer in my life was when uh, instead of a teacher saying, hey, Rudy, sit in back of the room because you didn't do your homework, and you played baseball instead of doing your homework, I said, well, I'd rather play baseball than, than do homework because I hated homework. And she put me down for that, made me feel bad. But she didn't associate homework and my dream. That was the problem. And once that drill instructor associated my dream and work ethic, and, and what I had to do, it became reality. I could do this. Maybe this is possible. So it became a whole new road to my success as far as how I thought about myself and how I had to learn. So all those uh, issues in school that I had, I kind of forgot about them. I put them in the past, and I lived in my moment, and, and I lived for what I wanted to do. And I got around people who were not the wide people, but they were the let's go Rudy type of guy. And those people made me very uh, confident about who I was. So that's why it works. It works because you're around the right people. You build the culture that people believe in the same thing. They want to help you. They want to collaborate. In schools, we don't teach collaboration. We don't teach that. Uh, we have to teach collaboration in a better way. We've got to help each other get to know information. Uh, some kids get the information real quick because they have the aptitude. Some kids get it a little slower, but that doesn't mean they can't do it. They just need more help, and they become your best students or best CEOs or best company leaders because they've been there. They know the struggle. They know the pain. But they also know putting great people around them like I had to will make a very successful culture. And that's what I did. I built a culture around Rudy, and it worked. And not only did it work, but I got in Notre Dame, and I graduated from Notre Dame, and uh, and I graduated from the junior college with honors with a degree, and transferred to Notre Dame, and uh, got a B average, and uh, graduated with that. And a B was like a uh, going to Cambridge, <laughs> Oxford, to me. <laughs> that was huge. So, you so know? you went from high school straight to the Navy, and then to junior college? No, I went. No, I actually went to work first uh, in a power plant uh, because I didn't know what to do, and the Vietnam War was going on. During that year, one of my sons were going to uh, Vietnam. They were joining up, and uh, they were getting drafted, actually. And and all of a sudden, I said, wait wait a minute. I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to join. That's why I went down to the Navy recruiter, and I joined. And it was a big game changer because that's the minute uh, I knew my life was going to change with that when that recruiter says you're in a whole new world now, son. So get ready for it. And and he was right because you can't go home to your parents. You can't 
mm-hmm. to your friends. You made a commitment. You got to stick to it, and and you got to live by your commitment. And that's what, what I did. So you're going from junior college. Is it the dream more to graduate, or was the dream more to play for Notre Dame? Uh, graduate. I think um, playing football was uh, uh, kind of like the icing on the cake, uh, and that's that's basically. Uh, inspired me. Heck, if I'm here, I can play football now. But also, too, I, I prepared myself for that, which is very important. How, how uh, did you do that? Well, when I was in the Navy, I got around the chief petty officer. He and I lifted weights all the time, talking about our next goals of life. And he inspired me. You got to get in shape physically. So instead of going out and having fun, on the, when we went into ports, we ran around the ports and we got in shape. <laughs> so those are the different things we had to do in order to be successful. But it worked. It paid off because I didn't have any idea how to get to Notre Dame yet until my friend died in that accident at the job. Then I had to make a choice. Do I stick here and uh, dwell on my tragedy or do I take the positive out of this tragedy and move forward? So I moved forward and I found a very positive path to my dream. And that was junior college. When I went towards the goal, I found the dream. It was a junior college. Now in high school, they said, if you go to junior college, those are for dummies. Well, that's why I went back to that counselor and asked him, "Should I? can I go to Notre Dame? There's no way, because I know what he's going to say. And so I just left that alone, went to follow my spirit, and went towards the goal and found the junior college, and they gave me an absolute second chance and a lot of help. And I uh, took parallel courses with the university, and all of a sudden, there I am, building all these relationships were very important for me to get to Notre Dame. Without these relationships, I never made it, which meant <clears throat> instead of walking around campus, I met people. I let them know who I was. And I met uh, deans. I met the uh, administration. They got to know me because I went there all the time to let them know who I was. Every time they turned me down, I went and let them know and the students. I was part of the Notre Dame student government. I wasn't even a student there yet. That's how much uh, the kids really enjoyed me. Um, and uh, they're the ones who actually chanted for me to get me in that football game. Now, what was it like? How did, how did you get on the football field? I know you're talking about holding dummies, but what's that process like of you getting yeah. onto the football field? That was a big choice, Coach. Uh, I call you Coach because I remember walking into the coach. <laughs> he scared the heck out of me. He is very intimidating because he had those Armenian dark eyes. And uh, and I knew he was the Mecca. Man, you walk into that Mecca of Notre Dame, that football, that's like he's the God. And you're walking in and you're five foot six. And you you haven't played football in so many years, and you know you're an older guy. Now you're going to tell him you're going to play for Notre Dame. You bet. <laughs> so I walked in, and early in the morning, six a.m. in the morning, I noticed the kid and looking up at me. So who are you? Look, so I'm Rudy Rudiger, and I was in the Navy. So so was I. I said so. We have something in common. That common connection, right? And I said, well, what's up? He said, well, I'm going to play football here, coach. He said, okay. He said, but I'm at Holy Cross. He says, well, okay, here's what we'll do. When you get in, you come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll never forget when a dad, he didn't know I got in yet, right? I, I, You know, you go for tryouts, and I'll never forget. I got hit so hard. I'm laying on the ground. He comes walking over towards me. He said, you that kid that walked in my office? 
I said, yes, sir. He says, hey, Jade O'Neill, get over here. That's the equipment manager. <laughs> he said, get her helmet that fits this kid, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, it was a great moment. <clears throat> but anyhow, he liked me. He saw, paid attention to me. He promised all the seniors that they would dress for their final home game. I to come to practice every day and work. So that gave me the incentive to go to practice. Because wrestling for a Notre Dame game was huge. I knew I was never going to start or play or be part of the first or second or third team. But I went out there like I was. And that's the difference. That is the difference right there. I went out there like I was. And I played and practiced like I was the first team. And some of the guys didn't like it because they kind of gave up. Their spirit was broken. Well, because... The coaches said, be more like Rudy every now and then. And some of them get mad at me. <laughs> and they would hit me harder. <laughs> to make a long story short, new coach comes in with a new rule of uh, NCAA. Only 60 guys could dress. Now that commitment from Parsegian goes away because 50 guys are going to sit in the bleachers or at their dorms. They won't be able to dress for a Notre Dame game because NCAA rule broke my heart. Almost broke my spirit. So working for some relationships, that's why I say relationships are so important. It was just a janitor type of relationship, just common people that kept me going, friends on the team that kept me going. So all these things were important when I wanted to quit because why would I go to practice if I'm never going to dress? Well, the point is you do go to practice because you're contributing to the team. You don't need to dress to be part of this team. Well, I wanted to dress with my father, and uh, that was my goal, run out of that tunnel for my dad. Well, that dream came true from the captain of the room, Ed Bauer, went in and saw how important it was because he paid attention to my, I guess, my energy, and he liked it, and he was a very positive type of guy, and he went in and said, hey, coach, let's get Rudy a shot. Let's get one of the guys who dress, who always dress. Let's get them to give up their uniform. They went to Pat Sarver. Pat gave up his uniform. So I got to dress. <clears throat> but more importantly, his son went to Notre Dame 20 years later and wore my number, and he was a walk-on. So paying it forward, and he becomes a doctor. So, you know, you're paying it forward. is very important. You never forget those moments. And when I played in the game, the football team didn't start chanting. The student body did. <laughs> you know, all my friends. <laughs> and it caught with the stadium. And they said, well, they do what the student body does, right? Because <laughs> they surely can't hear the football team chant. But that student body chanted. And it went through that stadium. And the sports writers, and they couldn't understand what was going on. They never saw a kid that made a tack on the, as the game ended. Team came out, a handful of guys came out, carried me off the field. They'd never seen this at Notre Dame. And they actually reminded me of that in the locker room. The sports writer said, oh, I've never seen this at Notre Dame. This never happens. This happens in Hollywood. <laughs> he just gave me another scene. <laughs> he didn't know it. Because you need another dream. If you do one dream, you need another one. Because I, I don't know what to do after I graduated. I didn't even know what to do after I played. I thought I was supposed to die, maybe go to heaven. That was it. You know, that's a lot of energy that I expelled uh, to do what I did. I mean, I was exhausted physically, mentally. And then I finally graduate and I play. They carried me off and everybody's happy. And 
I'll never forget what that sports writer said when I saw the movie Rocky. It came alive, that seed, it kind of nurtured it. So I started thinking, maybe that's what I should do. Take my story, because I was living a dream. You know, went out to Hollywood. I always fought for the feeling I have, and had this feeling maybe I should go talk to someone, and I start talking to people out there. Ten years later, no one cares. <laughs> Until I met a hotel manager and a mailman. <laughs> the hotel manager gets me to the guy who wrote Hoosiers. <laughs> and the hotel manager uh, was from my, his brother's from my view, and he was, he was part of the Hoosier team. And he was telling his brother how uh, this kid Rudy was going out to house trying to get his movie made. And his brother said, I want to hear the story. And I told him the story. And this is right after my last meeting with Notre Dame. And Notre Dame said, absolutely not. We're not interested. We love Rudy, but we're not interested in doing a movie. And that was it. And I walked out of the meeting, and there the hotel manager was just, say, hey, Rudy, I could help you. I said, I don't know, man. This is not good. He says, no, my brother's coming time. He wants to talk to us. I said, all right. Talked to him, told him the story. He said, would you fly out to meet the writer? of I said, okay. And I did, but he stood me up. And I'm in Santa Monica, California with a friend of mine waiting for the writer. And that didn't show up. And I had to realize, what am I going to do? I came all the way out here. I saw, I've been selling insurance for eight years. I know what, what a no-show is. I'm going to go find him. So uh, I went out and saw the mailman smiling. Yeah, he was smiling. I thanked him for his smile. He said, where are you from? I said, Indiana. He said, I'm from Michigan. And we had a little connection again. We developed a relationship, and he took me right to the guy's house. That's how the movie movie got going. Thank you for joining us for the Beyond Speaking podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. To learn more, go to beyondspeak.com because adding the ING was too expensive. For this episode of the Beyond Speaking podcast, your technical director, producer, and head Steelers fan was Eric Woody. Your creative director and part-time leprechaun was Travis Franklin. Brian Lord, your host, executive producer, and specialist in speaking about himself in the third person. Additional thanks to special consultant and the pride of St. Paul, Lauren D. of Dean Associates. Thank you to the incredible voice talents of the muy profundo Robert Borges. Finally, thanks to the premier founder, Dwayne Ward, CEO Sean Hanks, and CIO Chris Young, simply because you need to thank powerful people. If you've listened this far, you clearly have nothing better to do, so why not continue on and listen to the next Beyond Speaking podcast.